So hey, and welcome to The Expert Edge. Today, I'm going to be interviewing one of my really good friends, Catherine Zenkina. Now, you may know her as Manifestation Babe, uh, which she started several years ago. And this interview, I think you're going to find really valuable because it really is the story of someone who discovered uh, something something that I think is within all of us, which is which is how to really connect with a greater purpose and how to unlock your spirit, how to unlock who you are so that you can show up into your world on just a whole nother level. And what I love about Catherine is that she really walks the talk. You know, she's someone who has gone from living on her grandmother's couch to running a multi seven figure uh, business and watching her growth has truly been phenomenal. So what we cover today is I was really curious about how she energetically runs her launches. So just recently, she ran a launch, which was $3.9 million that she did in OpenCart from, you know, that's like, you know, four days or so, $3.9 million, which is phenomenal. But for me, what was cool was watching her jump from more, you know, multi six figure launches to that to that launch in, in actually quite a quite a short time. And so we dive deep into how she did that. And she talks about how she energetically holds herself through the launch. For me, that was like one of the most valuable conversations I've had with someone from an energetic perspective in a launch. Because wouldn't you agree is that when you're in a launch, you know, there's a lot going on. You, you feel attached to what people are saying. You feel attached to the outcome. You feel attached to how much money you're spending on ads or whatever it is. And it's really cool hearing Catherine how she energetically manages herself through that and how she's jumped and launched or what I call launch leaped uh, through those different uh, levels. So we talk about that, how she manages her energy to run multi-million dollar launches and how you can too, you know, wherever you're at, use that same strategy to grow. We talk about a lot of the things that block money manifestation. So obviously the big idea we're talking about today is how do you manifest and attract money? And for me, that manifestation is is faith in action. It is absolute 100% certainty. Even though you have sometimes hard days, challenging days, it's like this mindset of bringing absolute certainty to the equation so that you show up in a certain way. Obviously, you can't control when the thing in your life shows up, but there's a, but I've just watched people at the highest level and all of them have this. They might call it manifestation. They might call it faith. They might call it focus. There's all these different languages around it. And, and for me, what I loved in this conversation was I think Catherine has really mastered the art of that, has mastered the art of finding that, that faith, that absolute 100% certainty in the belief that it is possible and that she can do it and that anyone can do it, essentially. And so we dive deep into her, her mindset strategies and how she's moved um, past some of her limiting beliefs. And really how to improve your energy as well. Because wouldn't you agree, you know, I think that as an entrepreneur, especially as an expert, as a coach, the energy you bring to your business is actually the capital you bring to your business. What I mean by that is, is like, uh, you know, we usually don't have investors. We don't have people giving us a million dollars in cash so that we can spend money and grow our business because the energy we bring to to our business is that money. And so I think that's why that's so important in part of this conversation and how to like remove some of the negative energy 
that's happening in your life and how to really create momentum in your world. And so Catherine's got some really cool strategies with that. This conversation is not, you know, it's not uh, highfalutin random ideas. It's actually really practical. And we go into some of the really practicalities of what Catherine does and her journey in uh, working with her own energy and really connecting uh, to something greater than, than herself. And so I think you're going to get a ton out of it. Uh, if you're interested in checking some of her stuff out, you can just go to manifestationbabe.com. Uh, she's also manifestationbabe on, uh, on, on Instagram. And hey, I would love to know once you listen to this, make sure to leave a uh, leave a review on the podcast. Please leave a review. Just take 30 seconds, leave a review about what you got most out of it and tag Catherine and I. We always love to hear feedback and so forth. Tag Catherine, which is Manifestation Babe and myself, which is uh, Colin Boyd. It's not Manifestation Boy. <laughs> Uh, it's Colin Boyd, uh, at Colin Boyd on Instagram. So bless you guys. This is going to be a great conversation. I think you're going to get a lot out of it. And uh, let's get into it with Catherine Zankina. You are listening to the Expert Edge podcast. This is the place where experts come to command the stage, position themselves as authorities and scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boyd. So Catherine Zenkina, Manifestation Babe, welcome to the Expert Colin, Edge. it's been such a pleasure. I seriously miss you so much, just so you know. Like, I, I'll never forget the moment where we ran across, ran into each other. I don't even know where we were. Were we in Newport? In Lido, but, yeah, in Newport. Okay, yeah. And just... I remember like the instant connection that we had. And since then, I just, I just freaking love you, dude. So I'm very excited to be here. Well, I was actually thinking about that as well. Talking about obviously your expertise in manifestation, because what was crazy was I, we hadn't met before and I was actually thinking, I was like, I'd love to meet Catherine and Brennan. Yeah. And I went down to grab a coffee and I literally turned around and you are getting out of the car. I'm like, Hang on, is that Catherine? And then, and then, and then, I think you were like supposed to go somewhere. We talked for like forty-five minutes straight. <laughs> it was uh, so good. Yeah, it's so funny because I I don't know about you, but I I get this intuitive sense sometimes where like I'm about to bump into somebody, but I don't know who. I have this all the time, and it's never been wrong. So that morning, as we were opening the car door, I got that sense of like, we're about to bump into somebody. And mind you, the street was like empty. There's maybe one other car besides yeah. there's nobody there. And I just get this feeling. And then all of a sudden you're like standing right next to us. And I'm like, oh my God, you look so familiar. Oh my God, Colin, what? <laughs> <laughs> that is so hilarious. Anyway, probably the listeners are going, are they going to get into the podcast yet or just yeah. talk about <laughs> Meeting, but it's so good honestly like you're amazing and i always tell sarah about like stuff you're doing like because i'm always watching your stuff i just think that you and brendan have just built an amazing life and i wanted to have you on the expert edge because uh obviously you're you are a market leader in what you do you know like for me like you're the number one person in this space right now of of teaching manifestation but tell me about when when did this all start for you like when did you discover when was that kind of magical moment of going that epiphany of going, wow, this is something that is like a bit of a superpower for me. And I'm, and I'm really wanting to grow it and develop it and help people with it. Yeah. I love this question because I think it's a combination of several moments, but 
when I look back, you know, everything is clear, crystal clear in hindsight, right? And all the whole path makes sense. But while you're going through the path, of course, nothing ever makes sense. Um, you know, I would say like the whole manifestation thing really started for me when I was 16 years old, I was in high school. I was in the 11th grade and I had this one friend that I hung out with. It was like my, my one single BFF in 11th grade. And I would go over to her house every single day after school for like two, three hours to either, cause we had like some classes together, not all, but whatever classes we had together, we would study, we would talk about things, do typical high school, high school girl stuff. And this one particular day, and I swear to God, it is like the universe just decided that today was the day that Catherine would discover the law of attraction where out of nowhere, and I literally mean Colin out of nowhere, she just picks up this book. I don't even know where it came from under the couch, behind the couch, underneath the dog bed. I have no idea where it came from. Um, she gives me this book and she says, Catherine, this is how my grandpa has everything that he wants in his life. And he doesn't work for money. Money works for him. And she's talked about his, her grandpa a couple of times. Like he's a psychic. He's very successful. He's owned several companies. Um, I don't remember if he was alive or not at the time, but either way I've heard about her grandpa and I'm like, okay, I don't want to work for money. I want money to work for me. Even though I was 16 and didn't even have a job. I was like, yes, that's what I want. I never want to work for money. I want money to work for me. Mm. So she hands me this book and I look at it and it's called the secret. And I'm like, Oh, I want to know what the secret is. So I go home and I read it from cover to cover. I say, screw you chemistry and biology and whatever else, what other classes I was taking. And I just read it cover to cover. And all of a sudden it was like a switch went on in my brain where I wasn't learning something new. I was remembering something very old that I've known for lifetimes and lifetimes and lifetimes. And I haven't been spiritual up until this point. Like I grew up as a young, young child, maybe a uh, Russian Orthodox. So I would go to church, you know, occasionally with my grandma, we'd follow. You, you were born in Russia? I was born in Ukraine. Ukraine. So, yeah. 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 But I am mostly Russian blooded and yeah. speak Russian. So uh, did a couple of things, Russian Orthodox. Yeah. My grandma will talk about God, but like, we didn't have anything beyond that. And so, and my mom was very much grilling me to become a doctor my whole life. So she was constantly pushing me to science, 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 left brain, left brain, left brain. So I was very much in my left brain world. And then this just like turned on the switch of being like, wait a second, there is so much more to life. And it also gave me some clarity as to why I was attracting the certain things that I was attracting. Like I was very severely bullied in middle school and early high school. And I realized it's because I had such low self-esteem from my traumatic childhood that I just contained that vibration up until that point where I realized that's what I was doing. And so I was constantly attracting like really mean people, just people that constantly tore me down um, didn't have very good like relationships and friendships and stuff like that. And all of a sudden I'm like, wait a second, this makes sense. I am just manifesting that I am the creator of my reality. Let me play around with this. And of course my scientific, you know, experimental self was like, okay, let me proof. I, I need proof. Let me see if this works. Even though I knew in my soul that it, it worked, it was just very bizarre. So the very first thing that I decided to manifest on the spot on this Friday night, it was a Friday night. And, uh, I took a test earlier that morning and my mom was the kind of mom. She's a Soviet mom who would ground me for anything below a B. 
And I knew that I took a test that morning that would probably be a C, maybe a D because my mind literally blanked on a couple of answers. And you know, like when you try, you might get some points for something. No, I left answers blank. So I knew there'd be zeros for those questions. And this is anatomy and physiology. Um, and I was like, you know what, if this actually works. I'm going to manifest an A on this test. Right. I'm like, okay, I don't know how that's going to work, but let me follow the steps. It says, ask, believe, receive. Okay. Visualize. Like I, I just started to kind of construct the principles together mm-hmm. in my mind. I'm like, okay, let me do this. So I decided to visualize And I would say that's probably my strongest sense when it comes to manifestation is when I see it, it's like done after many, many years of practice, of course. But back then I just like, I decided to use visualization. So I remember uh, my mom seeing my mom get a phone call from my teacher and it was a small school. And my teacher is the kind of teacher that would literally call, call your parent if you got an A on a test to celebrate you. So I visualized that. And then I visualized, I heard like my mom coming down the stairs, opening my door and saying, you got an A on the test, good job. And Colin, five minutes later, that is literally what happened. And since then I was freaking sold. So enter in a very confusing time period for me where I was both pursuing becoming a doctor. So I went to college. Cause I remember, yeah, you were starting to be a doctor. Did you had, yeah. Where did, where did that lead to? Yeah. yeah. So I got accepted at the university of Washington. I got a degree in developmental molecular. Um, shit. I don't remember the name. It's like some long, <laughs> just, just some long degree name. Okay. It's something, something, yeah. something biology. And, uh, it's a bachelor's of science. So I got that and I got all my pre-med prerequisites done as well. So I took five years. So the extra year was like all the extra physics and biochem and all these classes that I needed. And then I got as far as actually applying for medical school. But at the same time through all this, Colin, I had this like other self, like I had a split personality where I had this ultra, like obsessed with this concept of manifesting your reality. Like I remember, I remember getting into Abraham Hicks books and being like really freaked out by them at first and being like, this is kind of weird. Um, and then at the same time, I'm like studying, you know, evolution and science and this and that and da, 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 da. And then over here, I'm like, and you can dream and you can manifest and blah, 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 blah. And so I remember just like having this like split identity and I could never like, this one was really weird at the time. Nobody was talking about manifestation. It was the most uncool thing in the world. In fact, I had some friends at my work when I was working at the movie theater, they were struggling with like their life. Like they were so negative, constantly complaining. And I'm like, guys, you're doing it wrong. And so I would hand them the book, the secret. And they would read it and they'd come back to me and be like, this is bullshit. Like, why did you give me this? This is not true. This doesn't work. And I'm like, you don't understand. And so long story short, like over time, I just realized that this is my like true obsession in life. And I want to know everything about it. I started to put it into practice, of course, after the hardest period of my life where I let go of a six-year relationship, told my parents, I'm not going to medical school. I had a business that like, I was no longer passionate about at the time that I started in college. I moved to LA, realized I couldn't afford LA rent. And so I ended up living on my grandma's couch. And that was like a dark night of the soul moment for me. It was just very confusing. I felt very lost. And so in that moment, I decided to double, triple, quadruple down on this personal development work because I just, something in my being just knew that it worked. And I would hear so many examples from other successful people talking about it. I'm like, I have to trust. 
I have to go all in on this. And by going all in on this was the birth of my company now, which is Manifestation Babe, where Manifestation Babe really started as like me, yes, sharing principles and stuff that I knew, but also proving to myself, it was like an experiment where I proved it to myself that it worked and through like applying and living and being the principles, people started to notice a shift in me. Like my life started to change very, very quickly. It's like opportunities start coming. My followers are growing, like just so many amazing things are happening. And of course, with that momentum, people are like, can you coach me? Can you teach me? Can you do this? Can you do that? And like, yes, 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 yes. And it was just like throwing, you know, then came the journey of me learning how to build a website. How we, how do we build the courses and how do we do this and that? And da, 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 da. I'm like a Google, I have a PhD in Google. I have a PhD in YouTube. Um, I'm just so good at like researching anything and everything. It's like one of my favorite things to do in my spare time is to research things. So I just applied all of this to figure out, okay, how can I take this stuff that clearly people want that still wasn't as popular at the time as it is today. It wasn't, it's yeah. Huge buzzwords back then. I felt so stupid for calling it manifestation. Babe. And that wasn't long ago, right? That was like four years ago. How long ago was that? 2016 was when it started. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I've been Five obsessed years. with this stuff since like 2008. Mm. So, yeah. And that's pretty much how it grew from there. And uh, over time, you know, made mistakes, learned things in business, joined masterminds, uh, dove into more of the business world and stuff like that, but never really, you know, my powerful, my most powerful business hack, my most powerful business thing that I apply is manifestation. Manifestation is my business coach. Like my intuition is my business coach. It's my number one business secret. So I'm still, you know, actively manifesting my life, my business. And since then it's become, um, I think Brennan gets mad at me every time because he tracks our business like revenue and I fuck it up every time. I'm like, I think we've made 10 million total. And he's, and yesterday he's like, Catherine, we've made 14 million total. Like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, okay, okay. 14 million total. (laughs) That's incredible. Um, I'm, I'm curious about. Have you had moments during your journey, or I'm sure you have, where like fear comes in, it like gets overwhelming, it gets feels like too much, um, or even I'm thinking about listeners, like maybe they've gotten scared to get, like kind of they might call it getting their hopes up for yeah. something, yeah. Um, which I think I think having faith, manifesting things like that is so much more than having just hope, um, but. How do you process that and get yourself out of like those places? Yeah. Colin all the time to this day, I still have those feelings. I still have doubts. In fact, when I'm about to have a breakthrough is when the doubt is the greatest. Okay. A lot of people ask me like, cause there's a first time, right? Like if we can go back to the first time I really felt this, how did I discover that feeling fear and that feeling uncertainty and feeling doubt is actually a really good thing because it leads, it's like literally the cusp and the edge of a breakthrough. And I actually now get excited about these feelings. In fact, I felt these feelings the last couple of weeks. Like I know I'm on the brink of a breakthrough and I have no idea what's to come. It's like my, my body, my light body can just feel this like massive shift and massive change, but I consciously have no idea what it is. So I'm like scared shitless. 
but I know that it's always going to work out. And that just comes from, like you said, faith, faith is, you know, it's not fake it till you make it it's faith it till you make it like, that's the whole thing. But how did I discover this initially? So I had a session with a psychic when I was going through a really hard time in 2016, when I was on my grandma's couch, like that whole scenario, right before I moved to LA, I had a session with a psychic and I was, you know, she was like, I see you moving somewhere warm and sunny. And by the way, this psychic told my mom that Brennan was to be my husband. So she's very right on so many things, like very, very good psychic. And uh, this session with her that I had, she's like, I see you moving somewhere warm. I see palm trees, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, I'm moving to LA next month. And she's like, oh my God, this is going to be like the best decision that you have ever made. It's going to open up. I see a new business. I see a new website. I see a new brick. Like she just started literally everything that she said has manifested. And at the time I'm like, oh my God, here's my ticket to success. Let's do this. And of course, when I moved to LA, it was the complete opposite of amazing. It was, everything was so chaotic and so confusing. And I felt those feelings of doubt, extreme self-doubt, uh, so much self-criticism, just so lonely and low. And it was just not good at all. And I remember it like somehow scrapping together some like money that I made from my other business that was like dwindling at the time, just because I had no more passion for it. Um, I like saved most of that paycheck and I booked another session with her mainly to be like, what the hell, Anna, what it, what is this? What is going on? Where did I go wrong? What did I do wrong? How can I fix this? Because it is not working out the way that you said it would. And she said to me, Catherine, but it is working out just the way it's supposed to. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, but Catherine, don't you know, chaos means you're on the right path. And I'm like, What? in what universe? And she's like, Catherine, you don't understand in order for you to build something completely brand new, you have to have a brand new foundation in order for you to have a brand new foundation, the old foundation, everything else has to crumble away. And in that process though, the universe sees it as like the most divine, easy thing in the world. To us, we see it as like relationships breaking off and things closing down and us making a move and us feeling really scared and uncertain because it's just like, we have it's no messy. idea. It's, it's so it's, messy. It's yeah. so messy. Mm -hmm. And so after that, just like being with that process and just allowing myself to feel and allowing myself, giving myself the grace and the patience, over time, I noticed, wait a second, she was right. Okay. And then every time in my business, whenever I would feel that self-doubt and fear, I would do everything in my being to not only just sit with it, but also just act in spite of it. Mm. Like if I'm feeling nervous about an opportunity um, or coming on, like going live or doing a launch or anything like that, it's like, I have trained myself to perform, even if I'm anxious as fuck and nervous as fuck. It's like, I have trained myself to go with that momentum, create momentum out of that energy, because all it is, is just energy. And you can transmute that energy through acting through it. And I will always find myself on the other side of that being like, oh my God, I did it. And once you can lock in that connection of, oh my God, I did it. It's like every time you feel that way, you start to get excited because you know that only good things are going to be around the corner. So let's talk about launching because you actually did a podcast a little while ago on a topic which I called launch leaping. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And launch leaping is the idea of going from, you know, maybe someone's running a $10,000 webinar and then they go to a hundred grand and then yeah. they go from like a hundred grand to 500 from yeah. 500 to like 1.5 million. That's something you've done. Mm-hmm. And I've, I remember you did a podcast, uh, on, on yours, your podcast talking about, um, how you were at like 600,000, everything was great. Like business is good, but as an entrepreneur, you always want to go to the next level. Uh, yeah. And then, and you were like, I just can't break this million. I can't break this million. And yeah. then, and then I think you did like 1.8 or something like that. And yeah. then your last launch, I think you shared, you did like 3.9 or $4 million or something like that. Yeah, just tell under me, four. Just under four. Yeah. So yeah. tell me about your, your philosophy your kind of like strategy coming into going, coming into that place of launch leaping, of going, I'm at a level, I feel a bit stuck. I know the strategies, but, but I'm like, there's like capping out. How, how did you do that? Like talk us, talk us through that process. God, there's so many layers to this. I mean, oh my goodness, but I'll just share like literally just, I, I love that you brought up the example of like breaking through the 500 or 600 to the over 1 million, because, you know, after I had that $1.8 million launch, the next launch, I'm like, Oh my God, now I have expectations. Like, Oh my God, is it a fluke? Is it something that's going to stick da, 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 da. And yeah, it stuck. It was then, you know, two point something high two point something. And then again, as you can tell, specifics in terms of numbers don't stay in my head, very general things that I can speak on. But my husband is the one who knows every, every little specific decimal point in our business. But yeah, I was just under 4 million and, you know, breaking through the $600,000 plateau was like a two-year process for me. And I could not figure it out for the longest time. And then finally I figured out like something came to me where it all had to do with these expectations that I was placing on myself and these meanings that I was giving to myself around certain numbers. And what I had to do is I had to disconnect between the numbers and my worth and value as an entrepreneur and as a human being. So I remember coming to this place where I would tell myself, Catherine, whatever your launch numbers are, does not determine anything about you as an entrepreneur or as a human being, as a wife or whatever identities that we have, it is just a number. And regardless of what it is, like at some point you're going to hit those numbers. So the expectations that you're placing on this between this date and this date, it's got to be a million dollars or whatever is going to screw you up every single time. In fact, one of the things that I see screw up a lot of people actually happened to one of my friends recently is that they, they mess up the energy of their launch while they're in the middle of the launch. So what I mean by that is when I'm entering a launch space, it's a very sacred space for me. And my friends that have been with me, uh, that I've hung out with during a launch, they know not to talk to me or ask me questions about my launch until I am done. Because from that beginning Monday, when I open up doors to Friday, it is a no expectation zone for me. I'm not talking like, oh my God, Monday went so well. That means that Friday, we're going to hit this goal because based off of Monday, we did $50,000 in one day, which means that if this many people sign up and like, you start to like 
you start to like drive yourself insane. You start to look at past numbers. Like where were we at last year? Oh my God, last year we did more this year on day one as we did last year. Okay. That means blah, 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 blah. it's like immediately you have like your ego coming in to chime in, to give you more and more expectations to place on things. For me, I have no connection to like what is good and what is bad. It just is. I'm in a total space of gratitude. So I build this emotional connection, not with my numbers, not with my launch, but with my people. So every single time that I have a sign up come in and I make sure of this. In fact, we switched systems last launch and I was like, you guys, it's not going to work for me because I can't see who's signing up on my phone because with PayPal, I'm used to having a notification up this time we did PayPal and Stripe and Stripe doesn't have like the singular notifications for some reason, but we figured out a way to do it with emails, email notifications. So I have to open up every single person who signed up and I say, thank you. So let's say for example, a chick named Amanda to sign up. I would say, thank you, Amanda. And I would literally place my hand on my heart and genuinely send that person so much love and so much good energy and gratitude for them trusting me. Cause it really is a process of trust when people sign up with you. It is a big deal. It might not be a big deal when you have, you know, tons of money and you're used to making investments. You're like, oh, I'm going to invest in this and this and this, this, like for those people that might be their very first investment and first time ever trusting another expert or coach or whatever with their investment, with their money, with their, with the knowledge that they're about to gain from you. And so every day I just stay in that space and I stay in that space and I stay in that space. And then only after the cart closes, can I then judge that launch? So I don't start judging it right away. Only when the cart closes, do I start saying, oh my God, holy fuck, that was an amazing launch. Or you know what? It was a little awkward on day one, a little more awkward on day two, day three was great, blah, blah, blah. Then we can start talking about it. It's like what I call a zone of neutrality. And I realize that the zone of neutrality is one of the most potent energies that we can manifest from and how you can apply this regardless of launches or not launches. The zone of neutrality means that whether I have meet this goal or not, I'm still going to be happy. I'm still worthy. I'm still a fucking success. I'm still hot shit, whether I have this relationship or not, whether I make this much money or not, because you have to be in the space of understanding that eventually it's inevitable that it will happen. What is desired by you and that you believe that you can have is destined for you. It's the time frames that fuck us up. And, you know, we have to apply manifestation in the 3D realm. So of course there's going to be timelines and deadlines because it's business. Business is both masculine and feminine. It's both 3D and 5D at the same time. It's understanding how they weave in together and trying to put the pieces together of like, okay, right now I need my 3D brain. Okay. Right now I can put my spiritual cap on. Okay. Right now I need the masculine right now. I got to be in my feminine. So you really have to understand that. Um, but yeah, the zone of neutrality. Oh my God. When I discovered that it was, how do you get into that zone? Um, it's just, honestly, it's coming to the realization and like the acceptance, it really is acceptance. It's acceptance that whether or not something happens, you're still going to be okay. It's like reminding yourself, it's giving yourself a sense of safety and safety is something that a lot of people talk about in like the trauma informed space of like creating safety in your day-to-day life, like safety in your body, um, especially safety in your body. And it's like, what makes you feel safe and cultivating that safety. So safety can be like 
a somatic experience of just like focusing on your breath and focusing and just like feeling your body. It can be through fitness and physical activity and movement and meditation, visualization. It can be through so many different tools. Um, for me, it's like cultivating a, uh, an understanding, a, an acceptance of like whether or not something happens, I'm going to be safe. I'm going to be okay. I'm still going to, life is still going to go on. And what is so funny about this space is that in this space is where everything actually does manifest. So, so, so can I clarify? So I'm hearing yeah. that. <clears throat> When you're heading into a launch, and I'm assuming it's kind of like the whole, so it's not just open card, it's all the way through the, even the trainings, whether you do it, yes. you do a challenge usually, right? I do a challenge. Yeah. And are you in that space through the whole time, like really holding time. off judgment? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm not judging. It's like, and here's the thing. I'm still setting goals. I'm still yeah. setting my intentions. I'm saying, I want 25,000 people. I want, you know, 5,000 people to sign up or whatever. But then once the portal opens, I am completely detached. And that's like the number one mistake that people make in manifestation in general is that they get so attached to how it's supposed to happen when we have a microscopic viewpoint of life, Colin, and the universe has this telescopic viewpoint. So how do we know? And, and also, here's another example of how what really helped me, you know, come to this discovery is in 2020, because it was in 2020 of August, the Rich Babe launch that was $1.8 million. Before that, we did a launch in- That was your last launch of Rich Babe, right? That was my last launch of Rich Before Babe. Before you combined it into- Before I combined it, yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. And so the previous launch in 2020, we opened up MBA, which MBA at the time was just a four-week-long program. And that launch was- I think it made like $400,000. And I was like, okay, here we go again. Like, blah, 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 you know? Yeah. And, um, and I remember getting- Which in context was less than what you'd done before. Yeah. Maybe it was 500,000. It was right. just something okay. around more. That was, that's all the same to me, honestly, yes. at that point. It was just like, oh, here, you know, here we go. Like I had so much confidence in myself to make several, you know, multiple six figures. Yep. So it was just like, whatever that amount is. I'm like, I want the seven figures, right? So- you know, I got into my shit, you know, I'm like, oh my God, it's never going to happen. Blah, 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 blah. And then here's the beauty of how you never know what's around the corner. So one month later, we have this thing called COVID lockdowns, chaos, right? More chaos. Yeah. And I remember getting this download when I was in front of my like meditation thing at the time. And the download was, you need to reopen MBA because right now is the time for people to be an MBA. It wasn't in January. It's now. Okay. Wow. Now people really need faith in their life and you're here to give them faith. So, and the download, and I was like, do I discount it? But that's going to be like such a slap in the face for people who just signed up last month. Like now it's discounted. That's going to create a chaotic mess. I'm not going to do that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to open up a longer payment plan. So we're going to get it down to just $83 a month. Like a lot of people have $83 a month. Um, they can make it happen. And if not, that's okay. Whatever. It's not for them at that at that time. There's no attachment whatsoever. So I opened up MBA and people were literally like, thank you so much oh my God, this is amazing. And guess what? That launch and the first NBA launch combined made that million dollars 
it made the seven figures. I just didn't count it because I was going for seven figures in one launch. Yeah, yeah. But all of a sudden I'm like, wait a second, that's just proof right there that you just never know what is around the corner. Your neck, you can wake up tomorrow with an idea that shifts everything in your life. You can wake up tomorrow with news that shifts everything in your life. You just never freaking know. And being in that space of possibility, like cultivating that energy and space of possibility is so important. And then uh, comes James's launch in, um, you know, in June. And we made a commission. It's so funny because our commission was $600,000. Yeah. Uh, we sold over a million dollars. Yeah. So again, I'm like, wait a second. This is, this is possible. This is possible. We're getting somewhere. We're getting somewhere. And then came August launch and I just practiced, you know, everything I knew to practice. And that launch came and I just remained extremely unattached because I'm like, the year has been already great for, for a COVID year. Like, this is amazing. We're doing amazing. Everything is great. We got this. And you know, selling a million dollars worth of BVD products, which is business by design by James mm-hmm. Wedmore. Nobody knows that. Um, and so it was like, it was like, it gave me that proof of like, wait a second, I am capable of selling over a million dollars of products. And then came August. And then it was like 1.8. And I was just like, ah, here we go. <laughs> this, is so, this is so cool. Cause I'm fascinated because I feel like you launch really well. Oh, and, uh, and, so I think, so what I'm hearing is when you're coming into your launch, are you visualizing what you want? Like getting clear on what you want? Obviously there's a lot of numbers involved. you got to know yeah. your numbers. you got to know like how much you're going to spend on ads. What's your EPL, like all the data. But then once you head into like really doing the, like the signups, the delivering it, the open cart, you actually let go of expectations totally and, and work incredibly hard to stay in gratitude. Yes. Totally let go. And then afterwards it's like the, you know, how did it go? Whatever. Then we can go back into Mm. all the numbers and the stuff. But yeah, other than that, I'm completely detached and let go. And it was, and to anybody listening, like how my business is structured today, you should have seen it in 2017. It was literally, I was launching something new every two weeks. Mm. It was like, out of nowhere, I'd come up with a six week program and then I would launch something that's like a three day program. And then I'd write a book and then I'd release the book. And it's like, you no, I've read your book. That. You have to do that. I've read your book. Amazing. <laughs> it was awesome. Do you remember I texted you? I was like, yeah. look, I'm a manifestation babe. Yes, it's so funny. I have it's a so friend. good. I have a friend, his name is Luke and he literally keeps them in his backpack to this day. Like he whip, oh, okay. he whips it out randomly out of his backpack just to show me. And I love it so much because he's like the most macho, like masculine man pulling out this pink book <laughs> out of his backpack. It's the best thing in the world. But yeah, like you, I, this is what I want everyone to hear is like the beginning stages. You can't compare like where I'm at today to where you're at today. It just, you can't compare because where I was at in 2016 and 2017, I was literally trying everything that I could and learning. It's, it's so much research that I was doing. How is my audience responding? Do they want this? What are the price points that work for people? And it was discovering that higher price points attracted higher quality people. And that I was not, I was not cut out to be a membership model because I don't like making fresh content every single month. That is just, I can't do that. And it prevents me from traveling the world. And I realized that I hate traveling the world and working at the same time, as I was telling Colin before we started recording, that I developed like this launch model. And the first 
you know, my first official like academy wasn't a first official academy. It was just called Rich Babe. And it was a group coaching program that continued to do so well that I was like, I need to be able to teach this to more people and not just limit myself to 25 people on Zoom. I need to make this like package it into like slides and workbooks and pre-record it so more people can access it. And then that developed and evolved into other things. It just does it didn't start that way. And how I have my business laid out today was really me looking at like what kind of lifestyle do I really want to live and then structuring my business slowly over time to fit the lifestyle that I genuinely want to live, which is, I don't want to work 24 seven. I don't want to work seven days a week. I want to be able to go hard. And actually I enjoy working hard. Okay. I like to go hard for like a month or two and really just put out content, podcasts, courses, do whatever I got to do. And then just go to Rwanda for like a month and hang out with mountain gorillas. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Which is what you just did. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I know what you're saying. Or the giraffes. That's on Uh my list to go to. Yeah. uh, That giraffe hotel. You know, honestly, after doing it, do it at the beginning of your trip because it'll blow your mind more. I saw so much cool shit that by the end of it, it was the least impressive place Mm. to me. Yeah. And I was like, okay, all right. This is just an Instagram land. Like everyone's it's an Instagram. Trying, Great everyone's for Instagram. trying to get their picture. They're just trying to get their picture and get the perfect shot with the giraffe. And by that point, I've seen a live cheetah kill, mountain gorillas, male lions, like leopards just walking by me. I mean, by that point, I was like, okay, the cool. There's, I, I've seen like 27,000 wild giraffes by that point to where I'm like, okay, cool. The giraffe comes up to you. Awesome. You give them some food and they're not even really nice either. They actually no, like two or three of them at that property will literally bop their heads at you if you're not feeding them consistently. (laughs) So good. Uh, One thing I think you've got amazing stuff of is great energy, like amazing energy, right? Whenever I see your face, whenever we hung out, like you just really have an amazing energy. And so I'm curious, how do you generate that? And Uh, like, what are the practices that you have in place to stay good in a good energetic uh, space? I love this question because I want people to know that I absolutely have bad days and I can totally be a bitch to my husband every now and then. So I'm not perfect by any means, but I do actively work to cultivate this energy, which is Mm. deep healing. Like it's so much healing, letting go forgiving, like letting go of resentments, like anger and resentment in your heart is actually the number one block to manifestation. Hmm. And a lot of people don't talk about that. A lot of people have this misconstrued viewpoint of forgiveness. They think that forgiveness means saying, yeah, it's okay to kill people. Yeah. It's okay. You know, to rape people. It's not absolutely not. But what it does forgiveness for people is realizing that when you are trying to throw hot coals at someone else, who's the very first person to get burnt? It's you, right? So holding resentment, anger in your heart is keeping yourself attached to the past and attached to old versions of yourselves and attached to other people's energies, which is taking away energy from the energy that you can be using to creating your future and creating your business and creating the life that you really want to live. And so forgiveness has nothing to do with anyone else but yourself. And so I'm actively working on forgiveness. 
Um, I do breath work. You um, started I- me with breath work. When, when I did a breath session with you, when we were part of the mastermind, yes. um, which was amazing. And I've, I've started doing a lot of breath work stuff like and things yeah. like that. I do it almost every day now. Oh, it's so addicting. I love it so much. It just helps get the stuck energy out of your body. It's just a great way to reset. Um, you know, I do. And you've done what if you classes, haven't you? Like you go to like local classes and things like that for breath work or you um, were doing that. You know, I've, I've struggled to find some because of COVID, you know, yeah. and, and play and you know, breath work, you know, with a mask that just doesn't work. Totally. And second of all, I don't think a lot of people feel comfortable just breathing really hard next to Oh, me. that's but true. That's so, so true. It's been really difficult. I know my building actually on Tuesdays offers breath work. I've yet to go, um, just because I'm used to doing it on Wednesdays. I do it through an online class. Oh, that's cool. I'll either do it like by myself. Um, you know, I'll just, I have playlists. I know what to do. I know the, I know the gig. I just do it, you know, yeah. until, until I hear the music switch and then I switch my breathing and then we're done. Um, but I do enjoy going to classes just because the group energy is really powerful. Mm. And that's something I learned from doing like ayahuasca ceremonies is like healing in groups is very powerful because it just, there's so much momentum of movement. It just, if, even if you weren't ready to let something go, it's like, it comes out of you just because someone else like pulls it out. It, yeah. Like there's just, it's, it creates a vortex of energy. Mm. Um, I really love to do like, uh, it's going to sound so weird rage dancing, which is literally like. I just start like angrily dancing to music and then eventually find myself punching pillows and just like getting just frustration and anger out of me. I do like shaking, like literally shaking your body just gets a lot of stuck energy out. So whenever I'm feeling frustrated or stuck, or just like when people say I'm, I'm stuck, I feel stuck. I feel stuck. Well, move, get some movement in your body. You'll find yourself be able to think so much more clearly just by moving your body. Um, I do, I mean, there's so many things, Colin, and, and I have such a big wide tool belt that every day I'll just pick something from a tool belt and I'll just continue, continually dive in. I do a lot of hypnosis. Um, I see now I see an acupuncturist. Um, I see this guy, this amazing guy named Dr. Joe here in LA, who is like a chiropractor, kinesiologist, Mm -hmm. energy medicine practitioner. And every single week I just see him and he can literally like see blockages in me and like helps me tap through them or does something to my spine to realign me, you know, energetically. It's not just like, Oh, your spine looks a little crooked. It's like, no, there's an energy blockage. We need to fix it by like cracking your neck or whatever. And I also work with a shaman. Um, the same shaman that James Wenmore works with and Brandon Lucero works with. And so, so it's just a lot of things. It's like a lot of different layers. Um, but I know that the importance of cultivating good energy is the thing that helps me stay clear and happy and, um, manifest more good things in my life. So I make it a priority. What are the energy killers? Do you think that people need to watch? <sighs> energy killers? So good. So obviously, um, having resentments. Yep. And anger. We talked about that lack of forgiveness. Um, I would say energy killers is not moving your body. And this mm. is so important because manifestation, when we talk about manifesting, we think so much about the mind. And I find that it wasn't until I actively started to work out and move my body that I started to manifest mm. so much better. Uh, trauma healing. Like if you have trauma, that of course is going to impact you on so many levels, like having a heightened nervous system 24 seven 
is going to keep you in a state of fear. So no matter what it is, like you're never, you're never going to feel motivated to get out of bed when you're constantly in fight or flight. Like, for example, a lot of people used to shame me for not watching the news because they're like, Catherine, you're so uninformed. How are you going to know what's going on in the world? And it's like, last time I checked, when I watch the news and I see, and of course there's horrible things going on constantly. Mm. When I see these horrible things, that doesn't motivate me to be like, I'm going to change the world. It makes it seem so overwhelming that like, I just want to hide in bed. I want to do nothing. I lose all hope for life when I'm glued to these like really negative programming sources. And when I do the opposite, which is feed off of good stuff, like listening to inspirational podcasts like yours, um, you know, watching YouTube videos, Ted talks, all those things. It's like, I want to help everybody. I want to be my best self. I want to donate to this organization. I want to make so much money that I fix this problem. Like I am just like, woo, let's go. And, um, I forgot the original question. I don't even know what's the energy, energy killers, energy killers. Yeah. What was the last thing I said? Well, staying off news, staying staying off. off, Um, yeah. And so, uh, you, we've, we've texted a few times about alcohol. Um, is that one that you kind of stay away from? Yes. For me, alcohol, junk food, junk Um, food. Yeah. That's so true. Watching for me, at least like watching horror movies, it just doesn't, it never, I don't like them either. No, there's certain. So here's the thing. I'm really careful with what I consume on TV. Mm. I'm really careful about the music I listen to just cause there's like frequencies. Uh, this is the, this is the conspiracy theorist in me. Okay. So forgive yeah. me for one second, but I, I honestly believe there's some weird stuff that they put in mainstream music that makes people do and think in really weird ways. Mm. Like there's a lot of um, science behind like frequency of music and frequency yeah. of language and frequency. Of, there's frequencies in anything. And I find that things that are mainstream, I tend to avoid because I, when I look at how mainstream is, most people are unhappy, they're mm-hmm. depressed, they're unsuccessful, they're un- uh, unfulfilled. And I don't want to be like that. I want to be the leader for the opposite. I want to show people that there's another way. I want to help people tune into things that light them up and inspire them, make them feel good. So generally speaking, when I see a crowd of people going towards a direction or really leaning into something, I'm like, okay, Catherine, stay the fuck away from that. We're going to do the exact opposite. And I just find that that really works for me. Um, Also, what you think about like what you're doing or thinking about or focusing on in the last five minutes before you go to bed is so crucial. That is when your subconscious mind is wide open in those five minutes. And I learned this trick back in 2016. So that's when I take time to visualize visualization. That's my most important visualization time is whatever it is that I'm currently manifesting. And I'll see different various things, just depending on, you know, what stage of life I'm in. I remember, you know, speaking of like my apartment before we moved in here, I remember seeing this unit and then loving it, but it being out of our price range. Hmm. And every single night before I go to bed, I would see myself in this exact unit and just, I would see the furniture and the life and like visualize me doing things in this apartment. And when COVID happened, A lot of people moved out of this building. A lot of people just like felt, you know, they were just in fear mode and weren't really moving around as much as they are now. And the 
price of this unit like significantly dropped and we're like, ah, we're moving in. And so it worked. And I find that people, you know, what, what are they thinking about before bed? Most of the time they're, they're worrying about things. They're thinking about their to-do list, how much they hate their life, or they're watching TV, God forbid, watching the news right before they fall asleep. And my mom used to be that person where every single night when she would fall asleep, cause I would vacation with her and like, you know, we'd sleep in the same bed and like the news would be on. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is so stupid. And then she would fall asleep. And the news is still on. And I'm like, that is programming in the subculture. It's so true. And it's being repeated and repeated over and over and over again through the night. When do you journal in the mornings? When do you? I, you know, it's funny. I have an interesting relationship with journaling. I used to journal a lot. And then now it's like my, like, it's just like, it's not as fun for me anymore. Like I'm able to process a lot actually through my mind. So before when I was working through limiting beliefs or working through or writing down affirmations or scripting and stuff, I would love to write it out because it helped me connect with it. And then I just got so good at what I was doing in my journal that it was, it's like my mind was going way faster than my writing and my journal and just my hand would hurt and it would cramp. And so I've gone back and forth between journaling, but when I did journal, I would love to do it like at night usually at that time when my subconscious is open. Hmm. That's really cool. Uh, firstly, uh, well, lastly, and then I've got one more question. Yeah. Uh, if people want to learn more about you, they want to connect with you, they want to hear even more of your story, what's the best place for them to go to? Yes, the best place. There's three places I will lead you to. So follow me on Instagram at Manifestation Babe. And you're because- awesome on Instagram. Huh? You're amazing on Instagram. Oh, thank you. Yes. That, that, could I just say? That orange post, people will go and look at it. Oh my god! Was probably the best post of, post of 2021. I've just got to say that. But anyway, so you follow have, Manifestation Babe on Instagram. Colin, you should have heard the tone of voice that I read this post in when I was channeling it to my husband. He was like, "Catherine, you have a lot of passion behind this. You have to post it." And I was like, "I know. I feel like I'm going to get canceled for it or whatever." Yeah. You know, so people do nowadays because they're so bored. Yeah. Um, but anyway, thank you so much. It's I'm the so post of 2021. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) So at manifestation, babe, um, also my podcast manifestation, babe podcast, keep it simple. It's manifestation, babe, anywhere you want to type it. And then also you can find me, um, you know, through my website. So all my offerings and think of it as like the hub, whatever else you want to find manifestationbabe.com. And then also find me on YouTube. YouTube is a new thing that I started, um, which my channel, it's a very personal channel. So you're not going to learn anything about manifestation coming, coming to this channel, but just for funsies, it's Catherine's and Kina. I love it. So my last question is, imagine it is the end of your life Mm -hmm. and people are standing around talking about Catherine, talking about how you showed up in your life, talking about the impact that you had on them, um, your husband, your good friends, your clients. Um, What's your hope that people would say about you? Oh my God. You know, the greatest motivator for me in my life and the greatest compliment that I like to receive from people is Catherine. Thank you so much for showing me what was possible. Like the fact that I did something or that I accomplished something is yes, it's awesome for me personally, but also I like knowing that I trailblazed a path for someone else 
to not have to follow societal norms or cultural norms or familial norms or anything else that was imposed on them. Like there's so many things that we don't even understand that get imposed on us. And we think that's our personality and our actual desires for life, which it's not even close. And just like to show people like they get to be their most authentic selves because we're all designed to be successful just the way that we are when we were born. Um, and that you showed me that I too was able to create success in my life or fulfillment in my life. Cause I, I don't think it's just about success or whatever. It's also to be successful. You also have to be fulfilled in my opinion. So yeah, just to show people what is possible. I love that. Well, I think that you live that and you actually do that for me. And so, you know, I'm really grateful that you're in, in our lives um, and that you're leading the way that you lead. So thanks so much for coming on the podcast, Catherine. Oh my God, Colin, thank you so much for having me. Why is it so hard to know what content to include in your speeches and webinars? Knowing which ideas to keep in and what to leave out is the difference between just getting claps or signing clients. If you're really serious about making your content highly persuasive, make sure to download the Persuasive Content Builder while it's still available. Go to www.persuasivecontentbuilder.com and get your step-by-step formula for designing and delivering content that connects with your audience and moves them to join your programs. Until then, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Expert Edge.